Last few weeks, I think, have been really, really encouraging. I've, I've certainly felt very encouraged um, as we've learned about interacting um, with all that has already been provided. I'm just going to move this up here because my eyesight's not as good as everybody else's. Um, I'll just, yeah, I think I'll, I'll yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to make you look bad. So. Um, but yeah, I've been encouraged. I've been encouraged and we have learned about how um, our faith um, has, been, has come with um, what we need to do life, um, what we need to do life for God and what we need to do life well. Um, how we sort of yield to the upward calling of which God has called us to as citizens uh, of heaven here on earth. We've journeyed through imagining what good looks like in our context um, as individuals, uh, knowing the goodness that God has called us to, but understanding that also it's a choice um, that we have to actively make. We've learned that we are loved by him, called by him, and also saved by him. It's his work, and he sustains it. We've learned the powerful difference between information and knowledge. Uh, and how the generally knowing Jesus literally changes everything. Uh, and last week we, we took a walk through the very, very visceral, um, um, you know, at times tumultuous power tussle of, of self-control. And how we might be helped by slightly reframing saying no to that thing we want to say no to. Because we simultaneously say yes to God uh, in doing so. So today's bit is the next um, in that sort of stream of character traits. It's perseverance. All of it is referred to in Second Peter chapter 1. That's where we're, we've been focusing on. Uh, and perseverance is the next thing. And I think it's in the right place. If you think of, of faith as our sort of hallmark, if we think of goodness being what God's called us to, if we think of uh, knowledge of Jesus that changes everything and then self-control, we can then go on and persevere in the right way or in the right thing because you can persevere in the wrong way and in the wrong thing. So it's important we're persevering correctly in that sense. Um, and I feel like really empowered now to be able to say I have a superpower, uh, which is stubbornness. Now, <laughs> a lot of times people hear stubborn, they think, oh my goodness, no, I'm not stubborn. I'm sure if I asked everyone here, but no, 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 not stubborn. But if I said, do you persevere? You guys would all be like, yes, I persevere. News flash, you're all stubborn, you know? Um, but I can say that, I can say that because I, I, I um, really uh, um, enjoyed hearing about <laughs> Pastor Neil's superpower last week, uh, which was the power to clap back. Um, that's the other term for it, to clap back. But the idea is that we don't use these things um, in a painful way. We don't use them to hurt. We don't use them unwielded. We don't use them without the temperance of self-control. We pull them out when they're needed. I know for myself, in terms of being stubborn, there's some things that I have passed through, I have persevered through, I have sustained through. Um, and it's my stubbornness that I had that sort of gave me the power to do that. So it's not about just being stubborn for stubborn sake, but sometimes we need to find a way to go through, go over, go under, go round, explode boulders of hindrance. To persevere means to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty, or with the signs of little or no indication of success. It also means to maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, 
obstacles, and discouragement. In the Greek, the word is hupomone. Hupo means under, mone means to remain or to endure. In 2 Peter 1, I think some of the things that they're talking about that we need to think about that they were persevering through, which I don't think are that different to what we need to persevere through today. Firstly, I think there's, there's lies that try to counter the gospel truth that Jesus didn't exist. Uh, he never resurrected and he will never come back. Uh, lies are really quite dangerous and detrimental to our hope and to the, to the truth that Jesus um, you know, built his life and his work on and that he would come back for us. It's a, it's a hope that we have as believers. The other aspect I think that they're persevering through in Second Peter, which I think we also need to persevere through in our faith, is the convenience of the lie that we can live this life without consequence. We can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's all good. And there's no consequence. I would offer that God cares absolutely about everything we do, every choice we make, every decision we, we choose to not go for or go for. He does care. Um, and there is a form of reckoning that comes with that, the choices that we make, that we're not here to use our God freedom as a freedom to do whatever we want and say it's okay. We do it through the temperance of self-control um, and from the faith that we have in God. There's an apathy as well that can come with those two, um, believing that, you know, choosing to, to, to not opt to believe God's word or that it's true, uh, we can sort of, you know, pull back from that. But the reality for us as believers is that let God's word be true and every man be a liar. And finally, I think they're persevering through this idea that evil prevails with the absence of justice. I think sometimes it can, you can feel pretty helpless in situations. And I know I've passed through some things and I'm thinking, I just, I can't do this. You know, what, what, what can I add to this situation or this equation? What difference can I potentially make here? And then I'm reminded of who I am, that I'm a child of God. And actually me being in the position that I am means I can pray, which is something that maybe people wouldn't offer in such situations. And prayer is another superpower. Prayer is important. So I'd like to invite Mark to come and read uh, for us this morning from Romans chapter 5, uh, verses 1 to 5. Thank you. If you're reading from uh, one of our pew Bibles, it's page 917. Romans 5, verse 1 says... Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace, or rather into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Thanks, Mark. I think the things I've sort of highlighted from this, this, these verses is that, you know, the reality is this is the only the other time in the Bible where we've got a list of character traits that sort of come up in sequential order. And there again is, is this idea of suffering producing perseverance. 
But before that, we hear about through faith and by faith, that this faith that was given to us is the means through which we persevere. We boast not in the fact that we can do anything in of our own strength, but we do it all through him. Our hope is in, in God and in the glory of him. But this idea that perseverance is really only birthed in suffering, but actually it's a character we require to build hope in God and his word and his promises. We persevere not by ourselves, but we persevere with a God who kind of hovers over our situation, over our circumstance, over our lives. Um, the God who is El Shaddai, the God who sees, he's gone ahead, he sees, and in seeing, he has provided. So we're not sent out to go and do it by ourselves. God is all up in it, which is really important. So perseverance is important. I think for my mind, I just try to work out how do I persevere? How might I, you know, do it? Um, and hopefully some of this might be helpful to you. Is anyone in here forgetful? Does anyone forget anything? I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys do. You guys forget. I don't ever forget anything. I'm really good. Mine's really sharp. Except... <laughs> Except when I'm downstairs in the floor of our house and I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I need this thing. It's upstairs. So I go, I'm upstairs, I'm going, I'm, I'm running upstairs, uh, but I'm not running because Emmanuel has said I should not run, I should only walk. So I walk upstairs, I get up there, and I'm on the top landing, and I'm like, what did I come up here for? What did I need again? And I'm like, I'm walking into this room, and I'm uh, walking into that room thinking that this thing will jump out and tell me here I am. I cannot work it out. And I'm thinking to myself, Emmanuel, if only you had let me run upstairs, I would have been fine. I would have remembered this walking has just taken so long, so I've forgotten. Uh, it's your fault. Um, and needless to say, I come back downstairs and I take my last step onto the ground floor again. And I'm like, oh, I remember what it is. But because I'm stubborn, I won't go back upstairs and get it. I'll just have to do without. It's fine. I didn't need it anyway, did I? Um... That brings me on to sort of the idea of remember and forget. So I guess for my mind, remembering is something that I've already forgotten and I need to try and remember somehow. Um, and forget is described as deliberately ceasing to think of something. I'll never forget worshipping in a Festival of Praise in January of 2019 and I'm a worshipper by nature, you know, kind of like this. But actually probably more realistically, more like this, you know. Um, but I'm worshipping, worshipping the Lord and I just see very clearly this idea of forget me not and I was like oh okay now not only people who generally have like a word for the year or a word for the season or anything like that necessarily but I can definitely say that God's highlighted words to me at different times in my life but this was quite you know it struck me but I said nothing about it I was with Emmanuel and some others I said nothing about it went home the next morning Emmanuel and I were just doing our devotional time and as we're sort of doing that he says Da, 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 da. that's why I cannot forget the Lord my God. And I was like, what? What do you say? Say again. He's like, yeah, yeah, just like in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, it says, don't forget your, your God and all this. I was like, really? Where is that? It's one thing to feel God tells you something. It's nothing to hear him, you know, kind of confirm his word weeks, months, years down the line. This was less than 12 hours. I was excited. And he sort of highlighted this, um, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, where it talks about essentially the faithfulness of God to the Israelites, his people. 
talk about all the things he did for them, um, reminded them how he stopped their oppressor in, their, in his tracks, brought the plagues, how he parted the Red Sea. The Bible talks about the Red Sea being parted with walls of water like either side, almost like an aquarium but no glass. He took them through the wilderness and he fed them with manna from heaven. This is the God that is talked about in Deuteronomy 32. And it says that yet they came into the promised land and the Bible describes them as they grew fat. They grew content. They grew sleepy. They grew slightly anesthetized to the things of God that has sustained them to this point. They now became unmindful. It talks about them kicking back. This idea of rebellion, this idea of having other gods, little g gods, other than the Lord our God, worshipping idols made by hand. And it lands in verse um, 18 where it says, you deserted the capital R rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. So I'm like, listen to this word of forget me not. And I'm like, in that moment, I'm thinking... I think really much is happening. It's 2019 January, but I guess only fast forward about 12 months. A lot was happening, wasn't it? There was a lot of things going on. There was constant threat, constant issue, constant things to take our minds away from, you know, God, essentially. Because you could be so paralyzed or so concerned and so worried that actually the main thing sometimes doesn't always be the main thing. I went through some also personal challenges myself in 2021 with health and, you know, Forgetting God, I don't want to say it was an option, but in some regards, it kind of was, because you're just so overwhelmed by everything in front of you. I later on learned that there were actually flowers called Forget-Me-Not, so a little bit later on in life, but certainly love flowers, but Forget-Me-Not is so cool. Managed to get one of these sort of one-foot-long metal Forget-Me-Not, it's a massive, beautiful-looking thing. And I was like, but I can't really carry that around with me. It's so simple to forget, not God, uh, in situations. So I have a picture of it on my phone. But as I was praying about this with the Lord, I was like, how can I, what, what might we use as an everyday thing that we always have with us, we don't have to carry, da, 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 that we could just use as a sort of forget me, not forget God, not symbol. And I just had this idea of, of a fist. So if everyone could just make a fist, that'd be really cool. So it's a fist. <laughs> Oftentimes, it's not a threat to yourself because not many people punch themselves in the face with a fist, but this represents um, overwhelm, problem, issue, something that's taking your attention in that moment. And what the Lord sort of ministered to me is to take the other hand now with the palm and obscure the fist. I don't know what other signs this may mean, but for this moment, uh, I'm taking it to mean that this is us saying God in front of the problem, of the issue, of the overwhelm. That it would then be a stir to pray, to praise, to meditate on a word. Whatever it is that you do to connect and to bring yourself back to putting the main thing um, as the main thing. Forget not the Lord your God. Next thing I think is really important that we do in terms of um, persevering is uh, trusting in God's timing. Uh, there's a phrase that uh, goes around called, uh, it goes... Delay is not denial. Uh, and in some other circles, it said, delay is not denial. This idea that somehow because it's not happened, it's because somehow God is delayed by situation, circumstance, problem or issue, which is not really correct. Because last time I checked, 
God never came to me with an itinerary of my life and said, Jimmy, 9th of June, this is going to happen. 10th of December, this, he didn't tell me. But yet he wants me to believe and trust in him. So I would do well to put aside my agendas, societal agendas, all kinds of different agendas of timelines for things. And I would do well to persevere in the things of God in terms of discerning him and waiting on the things that he's asked of me to wait for. That would really help me a lot. I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes 9.11, which says, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned, or learned, learned. Um, but time and chance happen to them all. I remember God reminding me of just time and chance one day when I was waiting on a specific thing and I, I seen someone, one of my really good friends had had that thing come to pass. I was like, I'm still waiting. And the Lord almost like quieted my soul by saying, Jimmy, time and chance. The third thing I think we need, we need to forget not, but we need to trust in God's timing, discerning his will through his word and just spending time with him. But I think we need to also testify in Revelations uh, 12, 11, it says they triumphed, they overcame, they got through um, over him uh, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The blood of the lamb, the sacrificial lamb, the, the Jesus that was slain for the taking away the sins of the world that we might have an opportunity to know God once again. What a privilege. I've gone off. What a privilege, I'm back on. What a privilege it is to know him, to serve him, to be able to have communion with him. We don't got to pray, we get to pray. And I think that's really important. But some of you might remember I shared last year when I shared communion, I talked about one man, uh, one thing, and I talked about it one time. One man, Jesus Christ, he did one thing. He died on the cross. He did it one time more than 2,000 years ago, and it was enough. And when Jesus died... He said it is finished. And that's what gives us the permission to receive from God what he has given us for all the things he requires us to do on this earth. Jesus died. But it says that we should also testify. We should also remember, call to remember, forget not God's goodness and his faithfulness to us. I'm grateful so much so for the things that I've prayed for, that I've seen God move in and do for me and in my life and in the lives of those around me but I'm so much more grateful for the stuff I didn't have the wisdom to pray for I didn't know to ask God for but he took care of and in receiving it, I'm like God like I didn't even know to pray for that but thank you that you knew more than me that was us that Jesus prays for us testifying I believe glorifies God we do it because we shine a light on him we say I've got this but you gave it to me Testifying also helps me as I hear myself remember, forget not the things that God has done for me. It helps me be encouraged to carry on, to believe again, stretch again, go again, do again. But hopefully also testifying helps you, brothers and sisters, to say, wow, God did it for her. He's not a respecter of persons. He'll do it for me in my situation, in my context. The same thing, a different thing, but the same God. God. 
I think really in this faith walk, there is really no faith walk without persevering. I know some of us here today, we are persevering through some things. There's some things that we're trying to believe God for that haven't happened yet. It's been a day, it's been a week, it's been months, it's been 20 years, it's been a lifetime. We must persevere in faith to not become apathetic, uh, to not, you know, to not to not believe the lie that somehow God won't do what he said he will do. So in summary, I believe we need to forget not God. Every day, in every situation, every circumstance, when that threat is real, remembering that our God is so much more real. We need to not second guess God. We need to discern him. We need to spend time in his word. We need to trust in his timing. You can't trust a God you don't know. Information versus knowledge. And we must keep the main thing, the main thing. We must keep Jesus, the main thing. He died and he rose again. He resurrected that you and I would have a different life. That we would know ourselves as the chosen, as the unforsaken. One man did one thing, one time, and it was enough. And we must glorify God, testify of his goodness, that we hear it and are, are encouraged, but that others hear it and hope is built. Let's persevere, church.